So it, it's a week later than uh, usual because um, we, we were both eating those sugar-free gummy bears that Eliza was trying to warn everyone about. So uh, <laughs> it's just been a week toilet. of shitting. Yeah. A plus side, um, um, you know, got all that excess poop out. So yeah, my, my colon is cleansed. Yeah. It's also on fire, mm. but, you know. Well, th that'll go away. You know, it's, it's like when you exercise and your muscles feel like they're burning for a while and then then they're just stronger <laughs> yeah. after. It, it's a catch-20 poo. Yeah. <laughs> we might have a title already, <laughs> but the worst. We'll, we'll see how the rest of this episode goes. <laughs> that might have been the worst joke I've ever made. Mm. Yeah, your dog thinks so. Yeah, she's a bitch. Mm. She is. Yeah, that's how that's how dogs work. Yep. yep. Uh. So, so this week we've got the rest of the Marvel movies. Um. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I played some video games, but I can't remember if any of them were new. Let's see. Uh. Steve got added to Minecraft. That that was a new thing that happened. It was announced uh, and then added came out since our last episode. Or added to Smash, Smash you yeah. Mean? Steve from yeah. Minecraft got added to Smash. He was already in right. Minecraft, but he might have secretly been added back to it again after they patched him out. <laughs> they took him out just to put him back in. Yeah, yeah. They they did you know to to make people wonder like where did Steve go. And then they announce that he's in Smash, <laughs> and then they bring him back into Minecraft. But they now he can punch Steve. Things. Like he, he can go around just punching creepers. Yeah, I, I haven't played Smash in over a year, so. Hmm. I only play it when it updates, and that's when I find out that they added more spirits in between. Because sometimes those event things are just highlighting spirits that are already there and sometimes they sneak a couple new ones in and I never find out until like months later huh. but I've got I, I had a hundred percent of the spirits now I've got all of them except for whatever the last event was but I do have all the minecraft ones I had like 95 percent um, a couple months after the game came out and I have gotten none since then, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like you might have gotten it down to the point where you just have to evolve the ones that can, like, you know, when they reach 100, you level them up, and then you get another spirit out of it. Yeah. <sighs> it's been a week. <laughs> mm. I'm... I I don't know. Um, so, what did you do other than um, read that Steve got added to Smash? Uh, that was very bad. Yeah. Sorry. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of D and D related stuff because I'm still running that game. Um, uh, let's see. Have I? I can't remember if I've been talking on the show about everything we've done on there. Like, 
had I done the prison ship yet? I assume I would have mentioned that if I'd done that. That I got all my um, my crazy weirdos. They're they're all part of the team now. Um, and then we did. We finally did the temple dungeon that I had left off on last time I ran this campaign. So we are we got up to new material. We did that, and then this past week we did the Gerudo fortress because since Jade is on the ship, I decided I'm just gonna do a whole Gerudo dungeon. And I just ripped the nice. the pirate fortress directly out of Majora's Mask, and you know reskinned <laughs> it to fit what I needed to have happen. Um, I needed nice. also needed Crystal from Star Fox to show up as you know someone who can guide them to the future temples and things. So I just made her a prisoner there, and they they found her. Um, they they were so stealthy going through that fortress that at one point. There were five party members. There were the three players and two NPCs, and they were all in one room, and invis- you know could not be seen by any of the guards in the room because two of them were invisible, two of them were <laughs> hiding in crates, and one of them was just hiding. And they had <laughs> you know, put three of the guards to sleep, and then suggested to the fourth one that she checked the locks on the doors, so she just kept walking back and forth checking the locks on the doors. And they used that to get into the, you know, heavily locked room. Until I told wow. them, it's like, well, if you're going <laughs> to take all the gold out of that vault, it's going to take, you know, longer than this suggestion spell is going to last for. So they had to knock her out so they could take the key. So that that's like a perfect Metal Gear infiltration. Yeah, <laughs> well, and Richard Rattler, get, get the, the Solid Snake knockoff, was the other NPC they took with them. So he's the one who got the idea to put a crate over his head and uh, <laughs> hide in it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, there was... So they, they were so stealthy that the final boss of the area wasn't alerted to them so she wasn't like if the base had been on alert she would have been you know out in the throne room waiting for them and then there would have been you know her talking to Jade and I, I had to tell them after the session what would have happened under different conditions because Jade's whole backstory was tied to that you know you know, talking to the other Gerudo but it never came up because they were so stealthy that they didn't talk to anyone so so like the the final boss, she uh, that, just she was that's in life her, goals for me. Yeah, she was just in her bedroom working on this magic cloak that they were told they had to steal. Um, so they cast sleep at third level, and it was just barely enough to put her straight to sleep. You know, her all it, they rolled like forty one, and she had forty HP, so she just fell asleep, and they took all the cloaks and <laughs> left. Didn't did not talk to anyone. Did not find out any you know backstory stuff did not make allies with them which was a, a contingency I'd planned like hey if they you know talk to them and you know aren't killing them then maybe they could make allies maybe they could you know get sent off on like a side quest thing to earn their trust but nah they just snuck around stole all their stuff and left I like it yeah <laughs> it's pretty much how I did like every dungeon in Skyrim you just sneak around backstab people and then take all the loot and leave yeah i mean what 
That's what D&D is all about. Either you, you go in and... You, you gotta go in with a plan. Like, either you just, you know, turn everything into a bloody mess or, like, talk your way. Yeah. Or, like, it doing... Nah, fuck. Uh... I, I, I've got bad brain today. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like this party, you know, since they're all still new at D&D, they're still... They haven't really gotten into the whole, like, talking to NPCs yet. They're, they're more, like, you know, like, either stealthing to get past things, or, um, if necessary, they'll fight it, but... I mean, like, the, the fight... Fighting in D&D is kind of slow, so they usually find ways to circumvent that, like... Um, let's see. I, I think I probably mentioned the first time when they took over their ship. They found a scroll of gust of wind, and then just went up on deck and used that to knock all the um, like like half the pirates on the ship, or probably like three quarters. Like most of them were on deck, and they just like pointed the scroll at them and create. You know, I rolled their saving throws, and it was too low, so they got pushed back fifteen feet, which pushed them off the deck of the ship into the water. So. <laughs> Yeah, they just kind of threw, you know, like the the ship captain and the ship wizard, who were the two strongest characters. They didn't, they, you know, they failed the saving <laughs> throw, so they just got thrown off the ship, and they were, you know, floating in the water. Um, they uh, only had to fight the ones below deck. Uh, a wizard got bested by a fucking scroll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like uh, the the Gerudo boss in this dungeon they just did. She is like a. It gave her the stats of a mage, so I think that's like a CR three, um, like three or four uh, magic user. She's you know, like the the head magic person, and really like the only magic person in this Gerudo tribe. So at first they tried to use suggestion on her, and she succeeded against that. So she was going, you know, since they were still like. They were behind a curtain, so she didn't see him right away. She was going to come investigate, and I told him, saying, okay, you got to do something now, because she's going to come find you. Um, and that's when they cast sleep at third level, and she just passed out. I like it. Yep. I mean... So next time... It, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot more interesting um, mm. when there's a fight, probably, but well, also... It probably takes takes longer. Yeah, combat and, uh, is tedious, and unless you're really into it, like I, you know, I have more interesting stories to tell about them circumventing combat than uh, actually engaging in combat. Yeah, it it's uh, it's it's cooler. Um, it's cooler in the long term when you can say, oh, I. I snuck past a whole. Uh, I snuck past a whole group of pirates and stole shit from them. Yeah, yeah, like you outwitted the scenario instead of brute forcing your yeah. way through the scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next one, they're gonna go explore a shipwreck, um, and then the one after that is my Halloween special, where they're gonna go to Mount Pyre from Pokemon Ruby. <laughs> because Phoebe's there and uh, she will give them capture spheres that they can use against the ghosts in there to capture them so that their you know troubled spirits can be cleansed. 
You you just catch like a random old lady ghost. Well, I'm, yeah, Phoebe's grandma is going to be there. <laughs> no, I, I just mean like. Oh, just another old lady. <laughs> yeah, like like just you know, um, just Gertrude from Twelve uh, B. You know, like yeah. Oh, she had a heart attack last week, so she she, she just showed up. She's yeah. a nice lady. Or she was a nice lady. Yeah, I should do something like that, but I got lazy and decided instead to just take a bunch of ghost Pokemon and use those as... Like, there's a bunch of ghost Pokemon I've already figured out on the map which are in which rooms and which ones will have... Because I'm, I'm running the Capture Sphere as, like, you roll plus dex against the creature's HP, and if you roll equal or higher, you capture it. So, the the weaker ones have less than... I, I don't remember how much HP exactly. I think it's like 10 or 15. So it's, you know, reasonable chance that you could just capture them without a fight. Um, medium ones are 20, so if you get a lucky shot, you can capture them. Otherwise, you'll have to fight them a little bit. You know, like a Pokemon battle. You weaken them, and then you throw the capture sphere. Um, right. And then the stronger ones are like 40 HP, so you have to fight them down before you can throw the ball. Um, I want an equipable hone edge. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to consider that if I uh, do another um, Pokemon-related <laughs> thing. Because right now it's just that, and then... Um, then there's a dungeon that I'm working on, and then because they've all taken a liking to Donald McRonald. Um, I'm expanding his... <laughs> I, I, I finally figured out how I'm going to run his <laughs> side quest, so that'll be the one after. Um, I'm kind of modeling it on that Spongebob episode that was parodying, I think, Game of Death. Andy fighting her way through a tower on a vacation island. So it's like they're going to have to go to the Sandwich Lord's... Um, either Burger Castle or Pizza Pagoda. I'm not sure if I should mix even more brands in. But <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to go there and have to fight like three or four um, other fast food related characters in quirky boss fights before you know, fighting the Sandwich Lord and Mayor McCheese who is angry about how McRonald killed his son <laughs> and ate him. Uh... Does he have a big monster called the Grimacer? Well, yeah, Grimace is uh, a warlock who they he's the the way that they found uh, Donnie Mac because he's like, nice. they, they lost track of him after he got arrested and then broken out of prison. But um, after you know, when they found out he got broken out of prison, they had their warlock Grimace use scrying to find him, and so they're sending um, the beef thief. A, you know the hamburger. <laughs> they send the beef thief as a bounty hunter to go um, try to capture McRonald, and that's what's going to tip off the party that they need to go to this island and fight these guys. Because otherwise, they'll keep sending more bounty hunters. You've probably told me part of this before, mm. but <laughs> I just invented the beef thief this week, it's and I, I love him already. It just. It, it's just so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, and the beef thief. I'm just gonna use Ronaldo's miniature because it's already close enough nice. to a hamburger character. Right. 
<laughs> it 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 really is. Oh my god. Yeah. He's got the wide brim hat and the Yeah. And and in, in some art like the, the face mask. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna do that and then I've got a couple other missions planned. I've decided because when I first wrote the quest, Elisa's story was still going on on the side, and everyone involved knew about that, so I didn't need to provide that context. But because that's not the case now, and I've heard a couple times them saying they want to go check out the desert, I'm making a whole arc there. So that's that's oh, how nice. Elisa will get introduced. I'm still working out the details, but I've decided it'll start with a flying carpet race, and then... <laughs> have something at the Imperial Palace there. You know, try to figure out a way to have Elisa be able to show up and not be an impossible threat. Um, they they just walk in on her reading um, stories about poopy gummy bears. <laughs> and have no idea what's <laughs> going on because they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Or, <laughs> or she's just she's, she's like on a throne talking to a servant or whatever. I'm not I'm not sure mm. what state she's in, mm. um, at in the story you're writing, but she's like, and that this guy was on a plane and he had to shit so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was Marini, I could have her reading to her group of orphans. Yeah, stories of people shitting their pants. <laughs> oh lord uh, that was great by the way <laughs> mm. yeah I, I didn't know if you had listened to it or not yeah uh, yeah. I actually no, listened I to part of it on the message, toilet so. twitter message from Eugene saying it was scarier than anything from the um, like the haunted video games stories oh yeah I mean What's scarier than having to shit and not having anywhere to shit? Mm. Yeah, and you know, just like all of a sudden, you know, diarrhea. Yeah. You know, you're climbing up a ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After eating some gummy bears. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So we got the movies to talk about. Um, I also I added you on the server about it, but I, I also copied it into my notes. Um, that they're making a Batmobile TV show about uh, the Batmobile oh, yeah, and his I, friends, I, the Bat Cycle, the Red Bird, the Bat Wing, and the Bat Truck. It's like Cars meets yeah. Batman. Wait. I mean, DC's done worse, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, as kid shows go, it doesn't sound terrible, but it's also hilarious. Like, okay, so, I, yeah, because I copied down specifically, like, the line from, I guess, the studio about, you know, what this show is. So, quote, direct quote, The series will follow the crime-fighting vehicular crew, including Bam, the Batmobile, BB, the Batcycle, 
uh, Red the Redbird, Jet the Batwing, and Buff the Bat Truck. Together, the sentient superpowered vehicles must navigate the growing pains of being a newly formed superhero team, along with the growing pains that come with being a kid. So these vehicles are children. <laughs> like newborns, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Batmobile is a child and also a superhero on a team of other vehicles that are also children and superheroes. Oh man, that's like Spider-Man times four. Yeah. Also, I I find it funny because there there was a joke in the Teen Titans Go movie where uh, it's like they're going to go see Batman again, the new Batman movie, and um, Robin is like getting excited watching the trailers because he's you know expecting they're going to announce a Robin movie, and it seems like they, they they're showing I don't know like something on the screen it, it looks like oh this is going to be the Robin movie and then it's like nope it's um, See, I think there was like the the Batmobile. I think was the first one. It was like, or or maybe it was Alfred. Yeah, I think for, first they announced an Alfred Pennyworth movie, and then there's another trailer and it's the car. It's a Batmobile movie, and then there's a third one that's Utility Belt the movie. <laughs> so, so DC just needs to make a Utility Belt show, and that joke will be all real. Because we've got a Pennyworth TV I, show and now a Batmobile TV show. I wouldn't be surprised if they made like a short where Batman's utility belt gets passed around a bunch of like supervillains or something. Mm. I don't. I mean, because it has to be Batman stuff. I, I, Only Batman stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's what I, I that's what I said uh, when somebody uh, posted about the the swamp thing TV show. I was like, but how can you include Batman? <laughs> I mean, because you, you can always include you know you can call it swamp thing you know and just featuring Batman. F- featuring Batman. Yeah. yeah. Swamp thing is coming to the big city, away from the swamp because that's where Batman is. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a story where Batman and Swamp Thing fight. I think there's at least two that I know of. Yeah, I mean, the the Batman and Harley Quinn, the really terrible Harley Quinn movie that came out a few years ago, it had Batman going the to the The double swamp. butt? Yeah. yeah, the double butt one. At the end, <laughs> they go to a swamp, and like Batman and Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are all there, and Swamp Thing is there. Yeah. And I think they burned down the swamp or something. But, or burned down swamp thing. I don't know. That movie was dumb. Well, I mean... I mean, how how do you even kill swamp thing by not burning down his uh, swamp? Mm. I mean, isn't he basically like a nature god? Yeah, he's like, he's like a guy who... I don't know, got like killed and resurrected as the swamp thing and he's powered by the green which is like the power of nature yeah 
every every superpower in the DC universe has to be powered by some kind of mysterious force. Mm. Like the speed force. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just run fast. Yeah, no, it raises too many to be... questions if he runs fast. <laughs> how does he run fast if he's not tied to the speed force? Yeah. Well, it's like, how does, you know, the friction not destroy his clothes? Yeah, it's because he's running in another dimension and not because uh, he's yeah. just running super fast. And the Speed Force also explains I mean, why, um, you know, what, what's his face, the, the Justice League actor doesn't know how to run like a human being, because he's running in another dimension. Yeah. Well, I mean... But maybe the Snyder Cut will fix that. Uh, They'll teach him how to run. <laughs> <laughs> Jade, it's... it's, this, it's amazing that you think the Snyder Cut will fix anything. If it can fix anything, it, hopefully it at least fixes the, the Flash's terrible running. Because they did get permission to film I, more after being told there won't be any more filming, so... Yeah. I mean, if if anything, it might at least have a more consistent tone, but that tone will be you know, dour. Yeah. So, eh. Yeah. How, did they say, like, how much filming they're doing? Because, I mean... Um, I if, know if the budget of the movie is... You know, the budget for the reshoots alone is more than the budget of the, the Joker movie. Yeah. I mean, like, why why not just make a new movie? Yeah, it's too easy. People want to see the old movie done better. Yeah. I, or worse. Could be done I don't worse. fucking get it. But he has a fanatical fan base that will, you know, probably sign up for HBO Max and not pirate it or um, borrow people's passwords to get on it. I I think we've talked about this before, but I do not understand the economics of that. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, I... Yeah, I I don't fucking know. But also Mandalorian um, Season 2 comes out in like two weeks, so that's cool. That is cool. Um, I'll have to see when my Disney Plus runs out, because I've watched all the Marvel movies now, so I don't need it anymore. Hmm. Yeah, but we got but that, I mean, and then I, I think I, WandaVision is supposed to be coming December, I think. Yeah. They, they're they spacing everything out, so you have to um, resubscribe every month. Yeah, you have to stay signed up, because otherwise you might miss it. Yeah. Now that their you know, exclusive content is finally being made. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have an excuse for this year, yeah. but I'm sure it was all filmed before anyway. Yeah, the stuff that's coming out is stuff that was already filmed, but I guess Mandalorian Season 3, they're not expecting any big <coughs> filming issues because of the way they film it on, you know, that, like, enclosed stage with not a lot of people needed. Yeah. 
but yeah. who knows when Falcon and the Winter Soldier will come out. Um. So I, I, I know this is weird, but are they still calling him Falcon, even though he's supposed to be taking up the Captain America name? From what I, I mean, maybe in the show they'll call him Captain America, but the title of the show that they've been publicizing is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's that's a good idea, like for like understanding what the sh- actual show is. Yeah. And I mean, even just giving, you know, letting him have his own title. Like, he, he's Falcon, but also Captain America, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he loses every fight in the MCU, so, Mm. um, I'm glad he has something. Yeah. Um, did, did you notice that while watching the movies, where Falcon loses every single fight he's in? I mean, now that you mention it, um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he supports people during fights, but yeah, I mean, I think even yeah, even fighting Bucky, he's still got you know his wing ripped off. Yeah, he, yeah, Bucky ripped his wing off. He lost a fight to fucking Ant Man. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it was yeah he lost that fight because that was Ant Man's movie. He lost. He, he was on the losing I, side he got, of. The, the big airport. He got beat up by Spider-Man. Yeah, like he was in the airport fight, and um, then after Rhodey got shot down, he got knocked on his ass because Tony was mad. Yeah. I mean, he... He didn't get blasted by that shot, but, um... It... It... Uh, like, maimed Rhodey, mm. so... He, I think he still takes the L on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because um, Rhodey got, you know, crippled, and then he walked up to apologize, and Tony just shot him and knocked him over. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only fight he wins is in Endgame, mm. um, and he's barely shown there. Mm. Like, he, he's shown coming in, like, he gets the on-your-left line... And he's shown flying around for like a few seconds. Um, yeah, which isn't really winning. He doesn't fight. Even, he's just like he's there for support, and he doesn't have any huge losses in that that big brawl. Yeah. Yeah, like he he doesn't lose. Yeah. He never wins. Yeah. His 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 biggest contribution is that he doesn't die. Yeah. The, the only people he ever beats are like normal un super people. Mm. Yeah. So we'll have to give him stuff to do in his future stuff, but it seems like any of the movies they've announced aren't Oh, that actually that reminds me. The other big bit of news in the last few weeks is that Spider Man three, you know, homeless, um is uh <laughs> going to bring back Jamie Foxx's Electro, which has been confirmed, and then they said, oh, and also uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back, and then Sony said, um, no, they're not. So. Thank yeah. God. 
because that would have been a fucking mess. That would have been terrible. I guarantee it. I mean, I feel like it's still possible because Sony is terrible at hiding secrets. You know, like the Sony hack they had a few years ago. Like, it's possible that it's true and they're just pretending it's not, but it does sound like a terrible idea. I... Even... Even if Sony wanted to do it, I'm not sure Marvel would say, yeah, let's let's take your old movies and bring bring them in the MCU kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, even if... Even if by the end... I mean, end, I'm still confused um, why like Marvel would say yes to bringing back... You know, like, Jamie Foxx as an actor, you know, he's, he's fine. But bringing him back in a role that he has played in another Spider-Man movie that's not connected and that was panned like his Electro character was not interesting it was really one of the worst parts of that movie it was just this like unnecessary the, like a main villain who feels like he doesn't belong in his own movie whose you know story is just that he's like a creepy stalker who you know thinks Spider-Man is his best friend because Spider-Man said something nice to him once and then feels betrayed when he's he's not um like, I don't know why they would bring that back for, you know, of all, you have so many villains you could do, why, you know, the first time you do a villain over again, why that one, why the same actor, like, I, I don't get it. See, I, I don't mind, because, um, they're probably gonna do it right this time, mm. because, um... I mean, I I have mixed feelings about the Spider-Man MCU movies, but they're not bad. I mean, they're they're good. They they're not the best. They're not the version of Spider-Man that I want, but they're not bad versions of Spider-Man and the you know the attached characters. Mm. Um. So I mean, if they want to give Jamie Foxx another shot and I'm I'm all for it because I mean it wasn't his fault that um Amazing Spider-Man 2 was shit mm. but like so, why after I don't, you know do, putting so much effort <clears throat> into making this Spider-Man be distinct and separate from any of the previous ones like why now are they trying to you know bring someone back to make amends for some, like you know I mean, I don't see them bringing back Toe for Grace to be like, hey, you can do Venom better than you did in Spider-Man 3. Or, um, yeah, or just, like, I don't know. It's just, it feels weird. Like, it feels like a different approach from... It is weird. ...from what they've been trying to do up to this point. Plus, they did confirm Doctor Strange is in the movie, too, which... He's getting a movie literally titled Multiverse by Sam yeah, Raimi. He's getting a Sam Raimi movie <laughs> by Sam Raimi. Multiverse of Madness, and now we've got a returning actor in the same role. Like, not even you know, bring Jamie Fox in and let him play Craven. Like, you know, let let him play yeah. a different character. Having him played the same character, it's just I don't know. It seems intentional, but. Yeah. And I think that's why people are so, you know, 
obsessed with this idea of like a Spider-Verse live-action movie happening because it just it's such a weird coincidence if it's not I I don't know like I it as long as they don't actually do Spider-Verse I, mm. I don't like a live-action Spider-Verse I don't actually mind that much but like I I get it like it, it's it is a weird decision I just I don't know like maybe because I I have completely negative feelings about Amazing Spider-Man I'm like yeah let's just let's just like write over that mm. <laughs> like er, erase that this is this is the Jamie Foxx Electro now the other one doesn't exist anymore mm. Yeah, I mean, at least it does still yeah. seem like they're building to some form of Sinister Six. Because now we're getting a third yeah. character who is a Sinister Six villain. Yeah, I mean, they, but, they've they got, like, f at least five um, named characters set up. Yeah. Like, it... Because, like, uh... Like if we're doing the original comic what? book six, it's Doctor Octopus, who we still need a new version of. Vulture, Mysterio, Electro, Sandman, and Craven. So we would need a new Duck and Sandman if they want to do the version. And then they have to introduce Craven. Yeah. I mean, I I assume that they're going to... like If they go with that idea, they're going to go with Scorpion, since mm. they uh, already hinted at him. Yeah. And, 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 and we know Shocker. they're bringing... Um, yeah, Shocker. We've already got Shocker. But having Shocker like, and, and, and Electro is a little redundant. You know, two um, electric-ish energy blast people. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of... I, I mean, e even if they don't go with, with Shocker, like, they can bring someone else in. Because mm. um, he, he was kind of a bit part in Homecoming anyway. Mm-hmm. But like they they've already set up Scorpion and they're bringing in Jameson, so I mean yeah. they, and I it, it would be like the the thirtieth character in the MCU that uh, is like, oh science did a thing and now he's got superpowers. But yeah, I mean it will be weird if Spider because they haven't said anything about Scorpion in Spider Man Three, and it's weird that that was basically the stinger of Homecoming. And that they haven't done anything with it since. I mean, th there's only the one movie, and that was dominated by Peter feeling like he's not Iron Man. Mm. So, yeah. Well, then, just like we have Mysterio and the Elementals, who are you know loosely based on comic book characters, but otherwise, yeah. no mention of Vulture or Shocker or Scorpion or like any of that. Yeah, I mean it's r not really a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was more I of mean, an in-game epilogue of like dealing with the yeah. fact that five years have passed for some people and not for other people. It, it's 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 an in-game decompression movie. That's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and also Spider-Man's there. Yeah. And I mean, I got all my Mysterio merchandise out of it, so. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I don't know if we're done talking about Spider-Man 3, but I mean, I guess this is the best way to like slide into talking MCU about the talk. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Notes I have written but, uh, down. Most of them are for Infinity War and Captain Marvel. So I think those are the ones I watched first. Prob. I think I watched Infinity War, Endgame, and then kind of bounced around to the other ones. I didn't watch them in order exactly. I watched them in order, and eh, mm. <laughs> most of them. The three that aren't Thanos based are eh to me. Yeah, I mean, well, because I remember in theaters, you know, watching them in order. It's like Infinity War and, like, the way it ends, and it's like, oh, how how's... You know, because now we got to wait a year for the you know official follow-up to this, so what are they going to do with the stuff in between? And Ant-Man... Like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's a very fun movie, but as far as, like, the overall yeah. saga goes, it's just like, hey, how did Ant-Man end up lost yeah. in the, the mini-verse before Endgame? And... That's you know, just yeah. the stinger of it. Yeah, and and again, I'm fine with Ant Man just being like a, a fun movie. Like I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. We don't we don't need every movie like to be setting up a new Infinity Stone. Yeah, and like and I think you know I think I said last time uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, like they they took what worked with Ant-Man 1 and just went all out with that, so there's a lot of really good visual gags um, and just like you know, character humor you know, a lot more Luis you know, yeah. he gets like a bigger part I, I like I like the truth serum mm-hmm. joke even though I probably shouldn't because they repeat it way too often yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of those almost family guy-esque jokes where they just keep saying it so much that it like goes to being unfunny and then back around to being funny. Yeah, like they they say it like eight times over the course of three minutes in one scene, yeah. then they bring it back yeah. later, and uh, I mean it pays off really well, so it, it's cool. Yeah, and just like I like a lot of the size stuff of like they've got like a Hot Wheels car wheel with all their via- like actually drivable vehicles in it and they just like shrink and enlarge them right um and there's like that whole sequence of he gets stuck as like child size and he's like running around to school and <laughs> yeah like yeah. the teacher thinks he's just a kid who's <laughs> skipping class yeah and uh, he gets back like, in the car at the end like Paul Rudd. hey how how to go champ you want uh some like cheese sticks and you want a juice box. <laughs> juice box. And they really have that, do you? <laughs> I would like. I don't know. Like, it, I I know. Like a lot of people shit on mm-hmm. Ant Man, but it it's very entertaining. Yeah. Like I I don't know if it would be good on a rewatch, but um, yeah. Well, like, I, I really enjoyed watching it for the first yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp really, you know, took the things that worked about the first one, and then they just made a whole movie of that. And, like, it's interesting, because yeah. there's really, like, there are antagonists in the story, but there's only one that seems like a villain, and he's not the main one. Like, there's, like, the guy who just wants stuff for money. Yeah, but 
I mean, like, Ghost is, you know, <laughs> like, a villain, but not evil. Yeah. Um, the the guy who's helping her, like, the like, former S.H.I.E.L.D. guy, you know, he's also, you know, is, I guess a villain, but he's not a bad guy. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's like a story, but there aren't really bad guys here. There's just conflict. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, aside from the black market dealer, like everyone. Yeah, he, he's is and he's just like a you know, like a one note scumbag. Yeah, I mean, like, go, is Ghost like the only like fully sympathetic villain um, in the MCU? Cause, like they they have well, some. I mean, they have yeah, some, like, like if Loki Vulture had are, dialed it back at the end, then. He would probably be in the similar boat where, you know, something bad happened to him, and so he's doing bad things. But you know, because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because like her, like yeah, she, like she. I guess the threat of her is that you know she's willing to kill Janet to save herself from this, uh, like, science damage. I guess. Yeah, but in, in like in. In her mind, like she's killing someone who's effectively been dead for thirty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't know about the time dilation thing. They assume she's just right. Dead. Yeah, it's because like like a lot of MCU villains, like everybody knows this. Like a lot of them are not that good. Yeah, um, they're kind of just. You know, evil people after power. Yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah. People, you know, when you think of bad MCU villains, it's like um, Malekith from Thor: The Dark World, and uh, yeah, and I mean that that's, Ronin from Guardians that's, of the Galaxy One. Yeah, and like even even Ronin, I didn't mind because he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, his, he he did his role of being the asshole villain. Yeah. He's he's the guy everyone hates who is dangerous. Yeah. That's all they wanted him to be. That's all he was. Yeah, he's just he's a crazy um, murderer. But like uh like like even going all the way back to like Iron Man, like bald Jeff Bridges uh is like he's just an asshole businessman, like yeah. I don't know, maybe a quarter of MCU villains are. Yeah, well, anybody related to Tony is uh, an asshole businessman. Yeah. yeah, and like even even when they're entertaining, like they're not that interesting. Yeah. Um, but Ghost is the only one where, like, okay, if I don't do this, I will die. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm gonna do it, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, I also find it funny, the first scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, they just assume that nobody saw the first Ant-Man, because it's like, it's done in character, but it's, uh, Hank and, um, uh, Janet? Hope? No, Hope, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Hank and Hope, and (laughs) Hank is, like, explaining to Hope what happened in the last movie, because, uh, they just assume nobody saw that. Yeah, and and I and like some some movies do that to a certain extent, but not nearly that. Uh, not as clunk. Like this that. feels like probably they screened the movie for some people, and they're like, "Wait, you mean his wife is in the microverse?" 
And like, oh, we nobody saw that movie. Okay, let's let's do a recap scene. Yeah. And I, I like even if you did see Ant-Man, I can understand like if it's been, you know, th- 3 or 4 years, you mm. you forgot the plot. Like you, you definitely did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Ant-Man and the Wasp is cool, but it's not it's fun, but it's not interesting. I guess. Yeah, it's it's a popcorn movie, I guess. Like a fun action yeah. comedy. Yeah. That's all it is, and that's all it needs to be. I like it. But also, I'm never going to think about it again. Mm. Um, should we talk about Captain Marvel before the Infinity War Endgame ones, or... Because we've already kind of talked about Far From Home. Yeah, I mean, we've we talked about Captain Marvel too. I mean, well, I mean like, today. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I just there's not much to say about it. It's, well, I mean, I wrote down a lot of notes great. on it because I feel like I'm. Cause okay. I, I remember you know before like you'd said you, know, you liked it, and I was the one who was saying like, eh. Um, and I still yeah, am kind of I mean, eh on it, but I'm I'm starting to figure out why a bit more. I mean, I I like it, but it, it's like there's not much to grab onto. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, because one of the things, like the first thing I wrote down was, so one of my like, friends at work, you know, got into watching Marvel movies, and so when he was talking about Captain Marvel, like he liked it, and one of the things you that like caught his attention about it, I guess, was the whole mystery of like who is carol because you know they, they like introduce her as like oh she's a person from space but then she keeps getting these like flashbacks and memories and stuff of earth and for me even as someone who's you know i haven't really read like any captain marvel before or you know after seeing the movie but but even then like i knew enough about her that it's like well obviously these are fake memories because she's from earth um so like the whole intrigue of like who she is they the the movie hinges around this whole like amnesia identity thing, and that was not a mystery at all for me. So it was just kind of bleh. But yeah. I wonder how the movie like, plays for someone who has no knowledge at all of Captain Marvel, and you're watching it, and there's like this mystery unfolding. If that you know works, you know without any context. Like even, even like fifteen minutes in though, like once she lands on Earth, like you, mm. like the the dots are there, and you should be able to connect them. Like, yeah, because uh, yeah, because I was noticing like even on like Hala, they show her like on the train with these other Kree, and they have different skin tones, but they all still look like she looks human, and no one else looks human. They have like different eyes. Or different something about them to make them look non-human. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is vaguely human, but not entirely yeah. human-looking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I watched this like three weeks ago, so I'm checking my notes to see what else I have to say about this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't 
I don't know if I have much to say about it other than I, I still fucking love the soundtrack. Mm. Um, all that 90s rock? Yeah, like all the... All the, like, f- female-led, uh, you know, rock and punk. Mm. And it really works. Um, it, I, I don't know if anything else in the movie really works as, <laughs> as much, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, again, it's it's not bad. It's just there's, I, I don't know, I don't, there's nothing to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Every every everything about Carol is like under the surface. She doesn't have much t- surface personality. So yeah, and like I I feel like my criticisms of, like I still have criticisms of her, but I've kind of figured out like as far as in game goes, and then I'll get back. I have a lot of Captain Marvel notes I'm going through, but um, for in game, the thing I like the thing I didn't like about her in in game is that she's not fun. That like everybody else, even when they're like you know down and dour and things are bad, like they can still have some fun with things, and she's always so serious. Like um, you know, like Rocket makes a crack about her haircut, and she like lashes back at him like, "Well, I'm you know protecting these other planets because they don't have people like you to protect them," and and he's like, "Oh yeah, I guess that's a fair point." Yeah, it's like like. Yeah, like any other character would make a counter joke. It's like, oh, you're gonna joke about my hair? I'll joke about your face. But, but no, she just gets yeah, all like she, high and mighty on him. Like, no, I'm doing an important job out here. You should respect me. Like she, she's, she's basically Thor pre Avengers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, maybe she, like Thor pre Ragnarok. You know, like, if she gets her Ragnarok, that could definitely sell me on her as a character. Like just let her have fun with the role. Yeah. But Yeah, like she she has moments in her movie where you know, like she's like interacting with the kid mm. but it it's I don't know. It, like even then it's not like you still can't get a, a read on her personality. It just seems like oh, mm. she has moments of levity. Not that she is Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to explain it like with 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 most characters like it like especially like Tony Stark you know like they have a very like concrete mm. personality that you can you know yeah mm. like it, it like she's yeah, just yeah they're, they're still figuring that she, out she she just seems like she's just there um you know but uh, like like a, a the, the just the, the the one moment I do like is like even though it's kind of cheesy is where like she has the flashback where she like gets hurt and keeps getting back up and her mm. uh like when she finally gets her memories back and unlocks her power. Like that's like 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 I said, like yeah, it's cheesy, but it's cool. Mm. Like it yeah needs something um yeah like the thing i found that i liked uh, about the captain marvel it. movie was um <laughs> the supreme intelligence because when they're in that that sequence where they're like in carol's mind and the supreme intelligence is there she's just so hammy in it it's great she just like you know like actually having fun with this role of being like this yeah 
some kind of villainous like mastermind presence right um yeah like she's just so cocky and enjoying it it's it's fun to watch yeah um Let's see, other things I noticed from that movie. Okay, so they make a mention that the, when she lands on Earth and the others are looking for her, they say, yeah, I've been there, it's a real shithole. And that made me realize Earth in this universe is basically like Tatooine in Star Wars, where it's like a backwater, nothing shitty important <laughs> thing just happens to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, when, when they come to the realization that there's three infinity like, stones in, in on game. earth yeah no not not no, on four. earth in new york yeah four of them in this one city or yeah, yeah. three in new york yeah, like, and then the if we go fourth one somewhere yeah like they're just laying around the avengers compound and black widow's like you know if we go back to 2012 there's three infinity stones in new york at the same time yeah months were both like, there because of avengers shit. and but yeah, 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 yeah. So Earth just happens to have all these like amazing superpowered people and things going on. But as far as the rest of the universe is concerned, it's a backwater, and nobody should ever go there. Yeah. It. Like it. I like they they needed to go to Earth and Captain Marvel, but they didn't need to have like that line in there. Mm-mm. Because other than, other than that, like the only, it, it'd be better off if Earth was like mostly unknown by, uh, mm. like the, the larger universe. I think. Mm. Because uh, otherwise, all that happens there is that, oh, Thanos tries to invade to get an Infinity Stone, and some celestial guy impregnated a woman there twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, and then sent another guy to go pick up the kid in the 80s yeah yeah and then this whatever the the Eternals is gonna do to change and say like oh the Celestials made all life on Earth or something yeah it's it's just weird like the more alien activity that happens around Earth the less the less interesting the original Avengers becomes when there's an alien invasion hmm and like and like oh fury doesn't s- seem to think that's important enough to call in captain marvel mm. um you know yeah and like, a lot of things don't make sense in retrospect yeah like one of the things i was trying to figure out with captain marvel was like okay so this movie happened in the 90s what happened in between there and infinity war because it seemed like she was going to go take the fight to the Kree. And all we know about the Kree between the 90s and the, the current day movies is that by 2014, the Kree still exist. Uh, Ronan is an outcast uh, because he really wants to kill Xandar and they won't let him. And yeah. um, they don't make any mention of the Supreme Intelligence, whether it's still around or not. So I don't know if she went and killed it between or like what has she been doing for the last like 15 20 years i mean i i guess you could say that um in guardians they're at least more diplomatic Mm. than they are um 
in Captain Marvel. So, mm. if you want to, you can say that she's a part of that. Maybe. Um, like, like she's harassing their military so much that they're trying to be more diplomatic instead of, um, you know, just destroying every planet that doesn't mm. like them. Yeah, I mean, I also had a note in here that there was an implication but, that Ronan was trying to capture Captain Marvel, but, um, I mean, obviously he didn't, because she's still free and he's now dead, so. Any yeah. foreshadowing with Ronan like, is Oh, we'll weird. come back. We'll come back for the woman. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's probably the line I was thinking. You're gonna die. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like they're setting something up for a sequel, but he dies by 2014, so I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess they could set up for another confrontation between them, mm, but I don't... Be in this, in Turkwell. Like, in, in a future Captain Marvel sequel, yeah. um, but I don't, I don't know why you would go I don't know why you would go there mm. <laughs> like like it, that you know that's like going back to Black Widow after she dies <laughs> yeah like the, the Black Widow movie that is going to have to justify its existence somehow um yeah like that yeah cause just trying to you know the sequel baiting in the movie the other bit I noticed was um the kid Monica was talking to uh, Tyler and says, "Don't ever change your eyes." And I'm wondering if that's going if they do a secret invasion thing, if that's going to be like the key to finding if if this if the daughter ends up turning out to be Queen Varanki and they're doing secret invasion, if she, you know, always keeps the same eyes, if that's, you know, the way they're going to figure that out. Because it just seems like a weird out yeah, of I mean, nowhere I, line to have otherwise. Yeah, I, mean, I honestly, I've stopped guessing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, at, it's at always point, a question whether they will even remember that they said that. Yeah, like at at, at this point, it, it like there's so many hands um, in the Marvel pie that mm. uh, with Sony's hand trying to make Venom canon. Any way they can. Yeah. Even they, if it means making a make crappy live-action Spider-Verse so Venom can be canon. Yeah. I sincerely hope that they don't do that. Yeah, you, um, got, you gotta have Venom and Morbius able to legitimately cross over with Tom Holland. Yeah, I mean, and if... if because the you Doctor can't just Strange... cast a new Spider-Man, that'd be too easy. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Tom Holland is already, like, in... Is already, like, not his own Spider-Man. So, I mean, why not just bring in other Spider-Men to overshadow him? Why yeah, not? I mean, like, you know, I, I don't think audiences will be that confused if you have a different actor of a different... Like, an adult-aged actor playing an adult Spider-Man in Tom Hardy's Venom universe. And it's like, well, that's not Tom Holland. So yeah, because it's a different set of movies. I mean, we've got how many different Batman? You know, people understand that they're all different. It's not supposed to be the same Batman every time. Yeah. I. 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 Like. 
I don't know. I don't trust Sony to do anything. Mm. Like, I feel like they just got lucky with Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, they um, they actually put some good talent on writing that. And yeah. somehow didn't, you know, destroy the end product. Uh, even though they tried with, you know, that, like, crappy... It wasn't the trailer. It was, like, the, the preview thing that they had at the end of Venom that's just kind of a boring action scene from the movie that yeah. just did a terrible job of showing you what the movie's actually about yeah I I had I, I don't know like Sony is best when they just give people movies and let them make them hmm. but it seems like every time that works they always come back with uh you know, like, overbearing control. Yeah, because they think that that will... That, like, protectiveness of your investment will result in, you know, a better product, and it, it never does. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not too familiar with, with the goings-on of the Spider-Man movies, but from what I've heard, like, they forced Venom into Spider-Man 3, and that's yeah. part of why it was a mess. Yeah. They forced Sinister Six into Amazing Spider-Man 2. And yeah. that's not the only reason it was a mess, but I'm sure it didn't fucking help. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there, there are other Spider-Man-related movies other than Into the Spider-Verse have all been some form of a mess, or at least with Morbius probably will be. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of that is Avi Arad. For whatever reason, they keep him on in a creative control position. He does not know what he's doing. Yeah, I I hear like he specifically like thinks that Venom is the only thing that will sell. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he but, was like a big part of '90s Marvel Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't like from from. From the way people hate him, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the reason that Venom is like the last frame of the of the Spider-Man animated series um, opening. Hmm. I remember his like, name being on the nine, like Spider-Man animated. Series. Oh yeah, it, it's it it's it's like executive producers Avi Arad and yeah yeah like he was on like a lot of those '90s Marvel cartoons. Yeah, uh, like I I don't know how much he did. But mm. I mean, yeah, I I don't I don't know. Venom is he's a Spider-Man villain. He is not the Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I mean, he is I a really know. cool character design and really popular because of it. But he's almost I, I think he's kind of grown pat like he on the one hand he is. Like an antithesis for Spider-Man, it's like Dark Spider-Man is what Venom is, but also yeah. the whole Venom side of Spider-Man, Venom and Carnage and symbiotes, it's like grown so big that it, it's almost like Deadpool is to X-Men. It's like yes, it is the same universe, but also it can be its own thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, shit, half the half the heroes from like the 50s and 60s and were like part of Fantastic Four yeah, and just branched out from there including Spider-Man so I mean that's yeah, and Black just the Panther way things work and, sometimes yeah 
yeah. But I don't know what were we talking about, Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Now, the only other note I had about Captain Marvel is that Nick Fury is really fun in this movie, and I don't know when in his timeline he got so grim. Sometime between 1995 and 2008, he just like he's not entirely I... a hard ass by then, but he is a lot goofier in Captain Marvel. I I think what they're going for is like, oh, now he knows that the Earth is constantly in peril. Hmm. So he's kind of kind of like how Tony was, except maybe not as uh, extreme as that. Hmm. Where it, instead of getting scared, he gets um, more angry and protective. Hmm. Um. I, I guess that's what they were going for. I don't know. He he's kind of weird and out of place in Captain Marvel. Like he he like he was only there so they can justify her coming to Earth in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where in the creative process they decided that they were going to like, introduce Captain Marvel as a person on Nick Fury's pager, and then flashback. And have an entire movie. If like the the pager stinger was the thing they came up with first, and then you know decided that's you know that's where the movie's gonna be now, or if the um, the idea of a movie in the '90s was already what they wanted to do, and so then they made the Nick Fury connection so that they could have that as a stinger. Yeah, I. I'm guessing probably they know. came I up haven't. with the stinger idea first and then decided to make a whole movie yeah. after that. Yeah, like otherwise it, why not have her in the modern day? It it feels like that's how it is. Like they, they wanted to justify her like already being Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. Yeah, they wanted they to have her come in to... fully powered in endgame, but they hadn't even set her yeah. up yet. Yeah, it it like they they wanted to DC it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but they also wanted to go back and tell her origin story, yeah. which I I guess is better than how DC actually handled most of their shit. Mm. Um, I don't want to go there though because I I feel like I've already there every time. ripped on Justice League this episode. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so that just say? leaves Infinity War and Endgame. Um. God, Infinity War is good. Mm. Like it, 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 it just goes like and keeps going. Mm. I, I don't. And it does it, like, such a good job of balancing all the characters involved, giving them yeah. all like screen time and things to do, and none of them really feel like they're getting shafted. I mean, Star Lord a little bit at, in like the the end, you know, the thing that everybody makes fun of him for, for punching Thanos when he shouldn't have. But throughout the movie, he still has, you know, a full, like, character arc. Yeah. Like, it... I... I've got mixed feelings about that. Um, because on the one hand, like, yeah, he's a goofball, but he's not fucking stupid. Um, yeah. But also... 
um, he he's shown to be like very protective of his family. So yeah. um, that's not and also, entirely like, out of character. Yeah, like he'd already, you know, Gamora made him promise to shoot her so that she wouldn't get taken by Thanos, and he, you know, too late, finally pulled the trigger, and then Thanos just, you know, turned it to bubbles. So he, yeah. he feels like he failed her, and now realizes that, oh, and she died because of it. Like yeah. She died, and the information she was trying to deny Thanos, he already got it, he already got that stone, so... He like yeah, he, super failed her. Yeah, because he he lost her and failed her at the same time. Um, yeah. So I think there's so, when he's punching Thanos in the face, it's like his own guilt coming out from that. Yeah. Yeah, like I I get that, but also it just feels bad. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> to watch it, it is. Happen. Like it, it is a thing that kind like almost like they wrote themselves into a corner there like you know like yeah they want to show them getting like so close to stopping him and then not because that, that's like the whole tension of the movie is like they're so close and it just you know he either outsmarts them or something goes wrong and you know like like even he does the snap and then uh yeah, thought. Well, no. Right before he does the snap, it's like, okay, yeah, it, you know, they got like they blew up the Mind Stone, it, and then he turns back time, and then Thor shows up yeah. and impales him. It's like, okay, they're gonna stop him right before he snaps his fingers, but nope, he's his fingers are still intact, his brain is still intact. So, yeah, like it, they they have to get close like four or five times. And then have it taken away from them. Mm. And I mean, it... Like, the the thing with Thor makes sense because he is... He's lost so much that he wants to make Thanos hurt. Yeah. And, uh, like, that that makes sense. Like, and yeah, yeah it, it feels bad for Thor, but also... Uh, that's just part of his character. Um... But it 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 feels worse for uh, Peter Quill because I mean, like all he has to do is nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, or even even just screaming at Thanos like that. You know, it's the punching is what kind of shook like shook him out of it and shook Mantis off of him, so Mantis couldn't keep like putting him into sleep. Yeah. Like I, I like when <laughs> when Doctor Strange looks into the future and sees that they lose fourteen million times. Like, did he ever see the scenario where he he just like knocks out Quill and uh, and they just pull the glove and off? He doesn't wake Thanos up. Yeah. Like, um, like how does that work? Mm. Or maybe Thanos gets free anyway. I don't know. Yeah, probably like, something else would have happened. Like, you can justify anything, right? Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, let's see. Other notes I had. Okay, so there was, um. I guess, I mean, it's. 
I'd say it's a nitpick. It's it's not a criticism. It's just a thing I'm wondering about now. Is um, <clears throat> when they were fighting the those two Black Order guys in New York, um, one of them they dropped him through a portal and then he like reached back through it and like severed his arm. So is the rest of that guy just living in the Arctic right now? Like, you know, still out there, or are we supposed to assume that he bled out? Um, he comes back in the in the Wakanda fight, right? I don't think. Maybe I, I would have is, to check that, again. Isn't that the same guy that uh? uh yeah, because with the hammer that fights um, Banner and the Hulkbuster. Maybe. Yeah, I'd have to check I, again. I, I don't think remember. it is. Yeah, because I know there's, there's four of them. The, um, Ebony Maw was on the ship and he gets sucked out into space. Uh, Proxima Midnight gets, like, Scarlet Witch throws her into, like, a spinning machine thing and she gets, like, ground up, so she died yeah. there. Um, and that, like, I also made a note on that scene. It's, it's actually kind of like a less clunky A-Force moment. Because, like, in Endgame, they have the whole, you know, the moment that's supposed to stand out of, like, you know, it's like, here's all our female characters all lined up. But Infinity War had that moment, too, except it's, like, Black Widow is fighting Proxima Midnight and clearly isn't going to be able to be able to, you know, beat her alone. And then Okoye shows up and says she's not alone. And then, it, so it's two girls fighting Proxima. And then Scarlet Witch shows right. up and uses her magic to grab Proxima and throw her into the, the wheel thing. So, yeah, it, it's it's three girls it's beating less... this one powerful threat. And they don't have to, yeah, like, it... all line up and tell you, like, you know, here, here's all our female characters. We, we got them all together yeah. for this one shot. It is, it is a lot less clunky um, way of doing that, like... To... <laughs> And I, I mean, we'll, we'll get there, but again, mm. to protect Captain Marvel, who is the most powerful person in the universe at that mm. point. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's like the other big issue with that one is that yeah, if if it had been just like a slight rewrite, make it so you know, Spider Man isn't handing the glove over yet, you know, to the most powerful person. You know, have it be that it's all of them are lining up just to protect Spider Man. You know, it's like this one little kid, and yeah. all these powerful women are going to protect him. Or give it to Nebula, who has it mm. in the comics at one point. Yeah. Which would make yeah. sense. Yeah, like in the comics, Nebula got to put on the glove, and then her like started creating her reality, which was... I mean, like she was trying to make things better, but also she's just really fucked up in the head, so... Um, so... It kind of made things worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like she doesn't actually have to turn heel like that. Mm. Like she could just also be trying to stop Thanos and like I mean, she could even put it on and like try to kill Thanos and like lose herself in the power or something like that. Like she, it, it doesn't. It doesn't even have to be that. Mm. It, yeah. Like, she could just fucking have it in her possession at some point. Yeah, because the way um, the glove works in the movie is different from the comics. In the comic, like, wearing the glove doesn't kill you. It doesn't, like, emit so much radiation that it kills you. It seems like, really, anybody who could put it on could 
use it. It's just, you know, a matter of concentrating enough, I guess, to focus the power. Yeah. But I, I I think in the movie the only thing that that actually kills people is like big universe changing um uh like trying to change the entire universe, like killing half the half the people in it or um, I guess bringing half the people in it back. Well, because it seems like anybody who tries to make, you know, a wish with all the stones, uh, like even, like, wearing all of them on the gauntlet seems like, uh, unless whatever Stark did, must he must have had, like, some dampeners in there to make it so anybody could put it on, because when Thanos drops a stone into his gauntlet, it just, like, charges through his whole body. Yeah. Um... But, That's true. But anybody who uses it gets, like... Well, Thanos and Hulk both get, like, massive physical damage from it, but they're very sturdy people, so... You know, they, they survive. But Tony just, you know, dies yeah. after using it. Yeah, I mean... it. Tony also, like, did a lot less with his, though. Mm. Like, he, he just made, like, an army disappear... Yeah. Um, it didn't. But it still killed him because, back. like they said, it it puts out a big gamma radiation pulse. So yeah. He kind of died of radiation poisoning. Yeah, like it. It's not well explained, and it probably shouldn't be. But yeah. uh. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a thing they came up with to explain why, you know you can't just have any person pick up this glove and snap their fingers and do whatever they want. It's, you know, it yeah. will kill you. What? Unless you're, like, yeah, why? a super, why they... super person. Yeah, they wanted to explain why it's not just an instant win yeah. for the heroes once they have all the stones. Yeah, or why Thanos can't just use it over and over and over again. He has to use it once for his big wish, and then a second time to destroy all the stones, and that's the, the limit of what he can do. He's crippled after that yeah and at, at the end of infinity war is he even hurt um i think i mean it's hard to tell i, I think his like probably his arm is injured and but then he like immediately you know he well he had been stabbed in the chest by thor so i think his arm was injured and i think he was like stabbed in the chest and then he like falls through a portal, and then we see him on the the planet. And I think his arm was damaged there too. When when you see him at his okay, like I, farm I, thing, like he's wearing I a new shirt, remember. so his his chest wound is invisible. But I think his arm is all like burned and blackened. Disney had to cover his axe wound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, no, he, he went back to his farm, he, vagina. he took a shower, and uh, washed off the blood. Yeah, he had to um, he had to clean up his axe wound so it wouldn't be all dripping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking idiot. Mm. A- axe wound is my favorite term for vagina. Hmm. By the way, I don't know if uh, you heard me say that the first uh, time. I, I think I did. It might have cut out a little bit, but uh, 
the jo- the joke's always funnier when we say it the second time. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, let's see. I didn't have as many notes on Endgame. Uh, only things I had other notes. Um, so the year is 2023. So just keep that in mind with Far From Home and anything else set in the present that it's a few years in the future. Um, that, wait, don't you know Spider-Man Homecoming takes place in 2020? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because it's eight years after 2012. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, and um, well, I get because if that's 2020, and we figure that that's um two no it was three year two two years before. Infinity War, which means Infinity War happens in 2022, which means that Endgame must be taking place in 2027. Yeah. Um, also, how does Captain America shoot lightning? Um, uh, like, he is worthy to wield Mjolnir, but Thor is the god of lightning, not the god of hammers. So... I guess Thor is just <laughs> sharing his lightning with Cap, because having the hammer doesn't seem like it would necessarily give you the power to channel lightning through it. I, I mean, I, I think I, I'd have to go back and watch the the scene in Thor, but I think Odin says, I, like when when he's putting the incantation that hmm. only the worthy may wield the power of Thor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think yeah, and it's, it's weird that it's tech- like like they got hung up on the word worthy for a while, and that's why like Cap wielding it is important because he's worthy. But yeah, but the power of Thor I mean, I, part I, is... I I guess the way you could look at it is that because um, like Odin took Thor's powers away from him mm. um, and put them in Mjolnir so I I guess Thor shares his power with Mjolnir um, mm. I guess you could look at it that way I don't know yes, yeah yeah because then Mjolnir got destroyed but then they got the old version of Mjolnir so yeah it's yeah. like a time warped Mjolnir that they're using in that fight Yeah, I mean, like, log- logicking out um, magic in the MCU is probably not gonna get us anywhere. Yeah. Like I, I, but I, I think that's how it works: is that Thor shares his power with the hammer. So he is not the god of hammers, but he is the god of this hammer. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's one of the. It's, it's like fun comic book moment but kind of contradicts what they set up in Thor Ragnarok about you know how Thor's powers work and like how important you know the the weapon that he wields is to him and you know his powers and stuff yeah I mean he he really doesn't use lightning that much um, in general mm. so like he he uses it in big moments like 
and like in Avengers, um, he, he like zaps the portal with lightning, mm. and like he's he's sometimes surrounded by lightning, but he he doesn't actually like make full use of that power uh, um, until Ragnarok. So yeah, I mean he uses it to charge uh, Vision when they're waking up Vision. Yeah, like. He uses it like once in every movie he's in. Mm. Like that one time in Avengers, um, in Thor two, he uses it to try to destroy the ether. Um, mm. I'm sure, like yeah, he uses it to charge Ultron, uh, um, Vision in Age of Ultron. Mm. But, like he really doesn't use it that often in fights. Until Ragnarok. Mm. So I mean that's kind of weird in general. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got too many powers and they forget to have him use them. Yeah. You need to I mean, check he, his D and D sheet and see what other skills he got unlocked when he hit level <laughs> six. Yeah, I mean like he usually either just hits things with the hammer or throws the hammer at things. Yeah. Uh yeah, he throws the hammer and it pulls him along. Yeah. <laughs> the hammer pulls you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love in Thor Ragnarok when um, they just spell out um, like what's happening with Thor. Mm. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, you had a deep emotional connection like, with this hammer, and it's like losing a love. Yeah, yeah. Korg, Korg is the best. Um, Korg is the best character in the MCU. Mm. Um, change, change my mind. No, he, he, they should. You know, I mean, I guess they can make a Thor four, but they should also make a Korg movie, and just, just be about Korg. Yeah. Make a make a Korg Disney Plus series. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Have the Korg just be there. Do it like a talk show or something, and just like bring in uh, (laughs) other superheroes or characters, and they just you know sit on the couch in the that cabin and whatever. What was it? Scandinavia, Uh, wherever they set up New Asgard. Um, Yeah, yeah. Just just invite other heroes to come hang out and play Fortnite with Korg and Meek. I, I think the implication is that they set up New Asgard where Odin died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like a Korg, a Korg, uh, a Korg show. It doesn't even have to be, you know, like a full half-hour show. You you could just do like, you know, eight-minute episodes where he just talks to someone or does something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what were we talking about, Captain Marvel? <laughs> um. Yeah. No, we talked about that Infinity War, Endgame, and then Ant Man and Far From Home were the other ones from this this block. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. Um. Captain Marvel was worse in Endgame than she was in her own movie. Mm. Because she, like you said, she really 
has no personality in it game. Yeah, she, she is super serious where everybody else will at least crack jokes even if things are stressful. Yeah, her her only her only mode is kill Thanos. That is mm-hmm. that's it. That is one hundred percent it. Yeah, it's like kill Thanos and then after that's resolved it's like, well, I have to fix all the problems in the galaxy now. Yeah. Like, fuck your Earth problems. Everywhere has problems. Everybody's got dead people. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you about this haircut that I found time to get. Uh, It's none of your business. It looks really cool, though. Mm. I mean, kind of. Cool enough. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. Um... Oh, I, I actually really like Ant-Man in Endgame. He, he, I, I think he works really well um, as being, like, he, he kind of seems smarter than he does in his movies. Mm. Um, like yeah, he, I mean, he's, like, he's goofy, but he's also the person who is there to try to explain quantum physics, but... He doesn't fully understand it himself. Yeah, like he, like I, he, I don't think he's actually supposed to know how the technology works, but he yeah he no, comes up with all these theories. He's used it, so he's seen, seen what it does, and he's trying to figure out what that means. Yeah, yeah, like he, like it. It seems like all he should know is that. Oh, time works different in the quantum realm. Maybe we can use that as time travel, but it mm. it seems like they're implying that he actually like might know something about how it should work, and that I, I know that they make the joke about how he bases it all on Back to the Future, but mm. um, but he has seen firsthand, you know, some of the implications of. Yeah. Microverse time travel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. He... he it, my, my point is that he seems, like, a little out of character, but um, still very fun. Um, I, w- without him, it seems like there wouldn't be much comic relief that isn't just Thor fat jokes. Mm. So I appreciate him for that. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, any of the other characters... Like, there are characters making quips and jokes and cracks, but a lot of them are at Fat Thor's expense. Yeah, it... it it's like, everything is, everything is heavy. Um, like... I mean, like, pretty much everyone has an emotional breakdown about the, the fact that um, half the people they knew are dead. Hmm. Um, like Black Widow does, uh, Hawkeye definitely does. Um, mm. Captain America seems like he doesn't really know how to process things even five years later. Um, mm. like Rocket, especially, he he lost everyone. Um, but so like it seems like everyone is like 
everyone is just in work mode. Hmm. So, and I mean, Scott Lang is just there like, hey, I was in, I was very small for five hours, um, and now the wor- world is weird. Yeah. So let's fix it. Yeah, it's like, and now nobody knows how to pick up their trash anymore, and it's just been piling up on the corners of the street. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I, I don't want to get into the implications of what that would actually do to the world. Mm. Um, like it, it kind of reminds me of Fallout, where um, like a, apparently, like there's all this futuristic technology, and people have people have been like like they they form their own civilizations but also mm. they never they never like move rubble or 200 year old skeletons um outside the buildings they're using mm. you know like so like appar- apparently in this world uh everyone just collectively lost the will to make anything better or yeah like or- like uh, apparently the world is still the the world is still together enough to um exist but apparently nobody is like picking up trash yeah like i it, it's it's weird when you think about it but i yeah it's it's one of those I, things they do is like an easy visual metaphor to tell you about the state of the world even though realistically it doesn't make sense that you know people wouldn't be cleaning up things still yeah like if society is still you know like all the governments of the world are still operating then it's like yeah there's there's going to be people doing that day-to-day maintenance stuff yeah I, i mean like the u.s government was still was still on their ass uh no wait, that was um, Infinity War. Never mind. Hmm. That was before. Um, but like, if the world is together enough for people to not constantly be at each other's throats, like you know, like a Mad Max style, uh, yeah, like fighting over resources. Yeah, like then they're they're together enough to like have basic public services. You know, yeah. like. People will adapt, um, and then apparently, like in Far From Home, everything is just okay. So, yeah, that's when like, they realize, hey, it's kind of funny how um, all these people, you know, mysteriously died five years ago and then came back, and like, yeah, isn't it weird? My, wow, my, that's my crazy. Younger, like, yeah, isn't it weird? My younger brother's older than me, like. Man, like, yeah. I completely forgot about how sad he was when he was dead for five years, but, man, it's just crazy now. Yeah. Like, man, doesn't it suck that we we, we have to take midterms over? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck are these oh, people's my, my priorities? Oh, my wife left me when she thought I was dead for five years. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Aunt, Aunt May was like, yeah, the, the people... The people who rented my apartment while I was gone for five years were really surprised when I came back. It was like, mm. what kind of, 
Yeah, and what Happy's kind of like, like, I grew a beard for five years. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like they, they knew they had to deal with it, but they really didn't want to, so they just made jokes about it. Yeah. Yeah, now they had to address any of the other um, things people would inevitably be asking about this, you know, five-year gap thing. Because even, like, Endgame, they already, like, preemptively predicted, like, okay, yeah, people, you know, if, if you have this five-year gap, this is going to be people who are born in that time, and if you, you know, if your solution to this infinity problem thing was to set time back and stop Thanos this time, then it's like, well, now all those people cease to exist because they were never born. So they knew that they would have to come up with a solution that took that into account. And, like, the writers must have figured out people were going to ask that, you know. Because people were when, yeah. when the movie was announced, like, and, like, time travel was, you know, hinted at. Like, people were already bringing up that, well, what about this? And, like, they had already figured it out. It was already part of the script. Hmm. But. Yeah. But then and Far From Home addresses some of the other, like, smaller points of weirdness involved in this five-year jump. Yeah. But uh, also, like, <clears throat> about time travel, um, mm. isn't it weird how they they say, like, oh, Black Widow can't come back, but there's an alternate timeline Gamora just in, in the universe? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I guess they could steal a Black Widow from another timeline, but... I don't know, I guess the Gamora one, they figure it's justified because she was tied to Thanos, and now that timeline's Thanos is dead, so where else was she going to go? Yeah, but... but like, like Whatever if... story she would have had wouldn't have happened because that Thanos just kind of fell out of his timeline and jumped into this one. And but took like, her along why... for the ride. Why? Why not take the Black Widow from that timeline <laughs> and just explain mm. to her what happened? Like, yeah, I guess you know, like it, it, they like uh, apparently like taking Gamora has no like huge side effects on that timeline. Mm. So, I mean, I know that they wouldn't just because like. Don't don't fuck with time is something that that they've all accepted at that point. But yeah, um, the the fact that they say they can't just mm. kind of gets to me. Yeah, and also there's a fun off-screen conversation we never get to see of Captain America going to Red Skull's apparition ghost thing and handing him the Soul Stone and you know being told. Yeah, uh, yeah, no returns on the, you know, the Black Widow soul that you gave us to get this, uh, the stone. But thank <laughs> you for the stone back. It will put it back in its rightful place so someone else can be sacrificed to get it. Uh, okay, how about this? So, they've already got the stone, right? Hmm. So why it, don't they like go back like, in time? Yeah, like putting why the time back stone time? back makes sense because, you know, the, the, um the wizards you know that they need to have their stones so they can protect it and yeah. like dr strange their needs timeline. to yeah dr strange needs the stone to defeat dormammu yeah like that that is 
that is like a cornerstone of the universe not ending. Yeah, like like that timeline needs its time stone, but the soul stone. I mean, it just like, sits just there on Vormir. There. Yeah, yeah. You're just waiting for someone to be killed to, uh, so they can hand it over to the person <laughs> that killed them. Waiting for someone to have a suicide contest. Hmm. Yeah, so then it's like, okay, so, yeah, because Cap doesn't have the soul stone because he brought all the stones back. So, I guess he just gave it back to Red Skull. He's like, thanks, we're done with it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, okay, back, back to where I was before. Like, hmm. why not go back in time, like to right before um right before widow like sacrificed herself to get the stone and just bring that widow back um i guess because in that timeline you'd be screwing the future yeah but who 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 cares (laughs) yeah i mean because once you start getting into that because it's yeah the the time travel in the movie is weird because it's like Anytime you okay. time travel, it's essentially an alternate reality, but also, I guess that reality does exist. Like, there is a reality where Loki is just on the loose now, because he took the Space Stone in 2012, and so that timeline is going to go completely differently. Hey, hey Jade, I've got the perfect solution. Mm. Um, time travel to where... Widow and Hawkeye are um, fighting over who gets to kill themselves for the stone. Mm. Give Hawkeye the stone and tell Widow to come with me to my timeline. (laughs) So Mm. you're basically just playing um, time travel handoff forever. Mm. Yeah. Plus, plus, I, I mean, the whole thing really doesn't make internal sense anyway because Captain America goes back in time and doesn't create a timeline. He just exists in that timeline and becomes old man Cap. Yeah, so. well, yeah, yeah. And that, like, the the directors and the writers disagreed on how that worked. Because the directors said, you know, the way that I interpreted it when I first saw it was that he must have traveled back to the original timeline at some point. He, like, went and spent his, you know, his life with Peggy and then time jumped back earlier into the original timeline so he could be waiting for um, Falcon. But um, but the writers said that the only way you get a branching timeline is or like an alternate reality is if you move uh, an Infinity Stone from its place in history. So they said that um, that Cap really did has been married to Peggy the entire time that this, you know, whole MCU timeline's been happening. Like, the, the prime timeline. In which case, Cap dated his own nephew, or niece for um, <laughs> Civil War. The, 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 like, he was married to Peggy, and they had their niece, Sharon, and then a younger version of him was dating their niece. <laughs> I mean- I mean, by marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It, it would be worse if Sharon was their daughter and he was dating their daughter. But, um... Oh, God. It's still, you know... Yeah. Weird. I I 
I know. Um. <laughs> you know, if this was their intention all along, maybe they should have planned that back when they were writing Civil War. Because like, clearly they were trying to set up for a, a thing I think has happened in the comics of like, he dated Peggy in the 40s and then dates either her daughter or niece, you know, Sharon. Do, you know, do, you th- but. do you think that's why he didn't want to talk about it in front of Sam? <laughs> Maybe. Because, because him and Bucky were the ones who saw him making out with um, Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this headcanon. Mm. This is my this is my favorite headcanon. Mm. Old man Cap is just really embarrassed about his kind of incest. <laughs> yeah. He was going to move on from Peggy and date Peggy's niece and then realized, hey, there's still a chance to get with Peggy through time travel. Yeah. Oh man. Which accidentally meant that he had always gotten together with Peggy, and he just could not commute. As his older self in 2016 could not relay a message to his younger self, like even at the funeral. Like, was old man Cap at Peggy's funeral in Civil War? And just watching yeah. young Cap and didn't tell him, like, uh, hey, well, I guess it would have changed the timeline, but still, you know, he didn't even try to send a message to himself, like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't date our niece. I mean, like, uh, let's be completely honest about this. It mm. the timeline really doesn't work if Cap is just there, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just, why I it think it, it has to be an alternate timeline. If he he came back to the the main timeline after Peggy died, yeah, th- there's there's just way too many loose ends. Mm. Um, but that 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 is still my head game. <laughs> that, mm. That's why Cap doesn't want to talk about it. That makes complete and perfect sense. Yeah. Also, I still think that Captain America should have went back in time to before Black Widow killed herself and gave the Soul Stone to Hawkeye and saved mm. Black Widow. That has that will have no repercussions at all. Hmm. Yeah, Hawkeye yeah, yeah. Because he'd be up. bringing her back to a point where the whole Infinity thing is over. So. Yeah. The Hawkeye still has a Soul Stone, and uh, Black Widow lives on in another universe. Yeah. The the loop is closed. I win. I win time travel. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, like yeah, it would be. Well, yeah, because you would be depriving another universe of its Black Widow, but you would be depriving that universe of its Black Widow, who was about to die in like five seconds. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like literally, the only change you make is that the Soul Stone doesn't exist in one universe now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if that universe is Cap, they told him, "Hey, this is what the past universe's Cap did." Then yeah, he just does it again. Then. They just keep doing it. Right. Infinitely. Right. Like, Hawkeye tells Captain America, like, okay, I know you're going back in time now, but you have to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, to, there was another you from loop. another timeline who gave me this stone, and now so you need to go and give me this stone and take Black Widow with you because she was about to die. Yeah. 
And also, tell Tony you love him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I did it. I won time travel. How? How? Wh- what do I get? What do I win? Um, you win. Um, however much longer we have to wait till Black Widow comes out. Unless you can time travel um, to see it sooner. Fuck. I guess I don't. Apparently, the reason Black Widow hasn't come to streaming is because Kevin Feige really wants it to be in theaters. Otherwise, it seems like Disney probably would have, you know, wanted like they they put you know, um, uh, onward the 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 Pixar movie like they put that one in there and the next Pixar movie Soul is coming straight to Disney Plus uh, on Christmas I think. So, like, they're, they're not against putting, like, their big projects onto Disney+, Plus, but, um, yeah, I guess head of Marvel Studios wants to keep those movies in theaters as much as possible. Also, it looks really bad that Black Widow hasn't gotten a movie for ten years, um, and hmm. they don't want to shove it off to streaming, probably. Hmm. At least that's kind of how I feel. But they, they still could do something like Bill and Ted did, where it co-releases in theaters and on streaming. So the you know the places where theaters are open and where people are willing to go to theaters can watch it in theaters, but everyone else can still watch it because they can watch it on streaming. So it's not like you know you have to go to a theater to see it. Yeah, I like that. I like that because countries that aren't um, shitty mm. um, that can have theaters open, yeah, can just can just you know. I mean, I think even like my my local theater here is open, but they don't really have anything to show because there's you know nothing new out. So yeah, you know, there's no point to me going. Once that can, once that can safely open and actually, um, you know. Do the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, without... from what I've read, there's not really a lot of cases of COVID tied to theaters. I mean, maybe it's because everybody you know just bailed on them so fast, but still, I mean, there's you know a lot of other public spaces, like something like a restaurant. Really, seems like it would get more, um, like you know, like if you're in a yeah. restaurant, you can't wear a mask because I mean you can't, but you have to take it off to eat. Yeah. So. It seems like there's a lot more germ exposure in, in there than there would be at a theater. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when I go to a theater, I try to interact with people as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and just, you know, don't touch your face after, you know, or, uh, I don't know, bring sanitizing wipes, I guess, to wipe your hands before touching your face, but, you know. Just, just make it so that you have to buy tickets digitally and scan them on your phone to get in. Well, yeah, I mean they're they're doing that. Yeah. Like my local theater is like, um, yeah, they're switched over to. You purchase the tickets digitally. You, you know, it's assigned. Like you pick your seat in the theater, and the seats are already spaced. You know, certain number apart. Or if you're like me in a group, I guess it 
there's some kind of thing. So they, it will space groups so they're at least six feet away from other groups. Um, so like all the precautions are already there. It's just that you know there's no new movies coming to the theaters, so there's no reason to go to the theaters even if they're open. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know um, financially what makes the most sense for them to do, but I like logistically what makes really the most sense is co-release on streaming and in theaters. Yeah, they. I. I think that like even even Disney like doesn't want theaters to fail. Mm. Like e- even though they have their streaming platform, I don't. I don't think they want theaters to fail. Even though it would be, it would technically be easier if they did. Yeah, um, I mean theaters, from what I've heard, are more profitable for them as far you know because you, you charging people for every view of a movie. You, you right. Get more money that way. There's. There's no bringing five people over and. You know, then every everybody pays, you know, three or four dollars for a movie instead of, uh, you know, what probably nine to fifteen, depending on where and when you watch it. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, that's probably why they jack up the price on streaming, where it's like, hey, Mulan, it's thirty dollars. Figuring you're going yeah. to show it to enough people that it would have been at least thirty dollars worth of tickets, but. I mean, for me, it's like from I would only I watch hear, it myself. So, and from what I hear, it's not worth thirty cents. Yeah, no, it's it's not. I it's I will probably watch it when it comes out for free on Disney Plus, but I can't guarantee I will watch the entire thing. I will watch it until I get I'm, bored. I'm I'm never gonna watch it unless there's a really weird circumstance where I feel obligated to. <laughs> Like, we run out of other movies to talk about on here, and you have to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's like, why oh. I would watch it, so I can talk about it on here, and talk about how stupid it is that Mulan has superhero chi powers. Yeah, like, like eventually, if we keep doing this, oh, let's watch, uh, you know, a few related movies. Uh, we're going to watch all the Disney live-action um, pieces of crap? Yeah, yeah, like... After we watch, like, all the SNL movies. Um, mm. Well, I might have to <laughs> we'll pay for those because I don't have a streaming service for them. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. But I have seen I mean, live-action Aladdin and Lion King and Jungle Book. So, I've got some of those watched. I haven't I, seen any and I don't really plan to. I, I had Maleficent recommended to me, and I started watching it, and I got so bored that I stopped. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, what do you want to watch this time? Um, I, I have an idea, mm. but I want to see if uh, I know we talked about. Um, we had talked about watching Spider-Man. the Spider-Man ones, yeah. Yeah, like the, the but, first um, five, and then the others after. But uh, I I had I had an idea considering that two weeks from now is Halloween. Okay. Um, what if we watched the Blade trilogy? Um, I would have to go buy them, but yeah, I haven't seen them, so I probably should. And they're probably cheap enough. I mean, you you could 
you could probably rent them for like three dollars a piece. Well, I mean, I think uh, Bull Moose, it's like a media store here. They would probably have them used for like a dollar each on DVD. Nice. I mean, considering how old fun. they are, they're, they're probably that cheap. Yeah, I mean, that's up to you. We could totally we could totally watch Spider Man if you want. I just thought it'd be uh, fun to watch uh, something vaguely Halloween related. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because Blade for me will be a first time viewing thing. All right, we we did talk about that before. You've never seen them. Yeah. I really, I I haven't seen them in a while, but I really like them. They're almost entirely stupid, mm. um, but they're really fun. Wesley Snipes has some fucking great one-liners. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're getting back into I, that I, early two thousands black leather look. Oh yeah, it's totally um, trying to rip the Matrix. <laughs> that mm. whole style. Although I think the first one came out before uh, the Matrix, I think it might have. I think it was that was like nineteen ninety eight, and Matrix was ninety nine. Yeah, I I think so, but I mean it. I don't I don't think the Matrix like one hundred percent developed that style. I think it was just what. Yeah, it was just a late nineties uh, like blew it like music culture thing. Yeah, I I think Matrix just blew it into mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of I those fashion like the, trends come from music, so it was probably, like, late 90s music. Yeah. I think, like, the the BDSM chic, um, <laughs> black yeah. leather uh, thing was uh, around before then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you're good with that, that sounds fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like e- even even when the movies aren't good, they're they're fun as shit. Mm. And it means only having to watch three movies instead of like five or six. Yeah, Spider Man would be six. Yeah. If, if we include uh, Into the Spider Verse, which I would watch anyway, <laughs> whether we include it or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because there's that and Venom. Oh yeah, Venom. I don't know if I'd rewatch Venom. I watched it less than a year ago. Mm. I feel like I should rewatch Deadpool I, and Deadpool Two at some point. Yeah, we. I mean, we can move to X Men at some point. Mm. <laughs> That'll take another five months. Yeah, I mean, oh uh, yeah, no. I feel like if we did X Men, that some of them we'd have to just like. What is even the point of watching Origins Wolverine? There wasn't a point to watching it when it first came out because X two had already done Wolverine's origin story. Yeah, I mean, if if we do it, we should watch like what are there like two or three um, Wolverine like solo movies? Oh yeah, yeah, we could do it in trilogies. Like watch one, two, three, um, and then like the Wolverine trilogy of Origins Wolverine, the Wolverine, and Logan. And then <laughs> what? What an absolute roller coaster that would be! Yeah, from cheesy action shit to drama. Um, oh man! And then the beginnings four-part trilogy 
of um, First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. And then I think yeah, New Mutants is, is coming it, to is it, Disney Plus pretty soon. Is that even all of them? I don't. I don't remember. Um, all of yeah. Well, yeah. There's one, two, three. There's those three Wolverine movies that are like interspersed between. There's those four prequel cast ones. There's the two Deadpool movies, and there's New Mutants. Okay. Which will be out in the. Next I mean, I guess we. Month. I guess we can throw New Mutants in with Deadpool. Yeah. Just as it's the odd ball trilogy. Yeah. The um gets progressively worse, but not bad until the last one trilogy. Yeah, the these aren't connected to the other movies trilogy. <laughs> I don't I don't have any more <laughs> I don't have anywhere else to go with that, so mm. Yeah. Also I saw one other movie that I will mention briefly. It's called Karis Hell. It's um, about a carousel unicorn that goes on a killing spree. It is stupid as <laughs> shit, but it was fun because it's like one of those movies that like a bunch like like horror movie enthusiasts who also are they just really like campy horror movies. Like they just got together and filmed like, it in their house, pretty much. Like if Killer Clowns from Outer Space had less of a budget, maybe I'm. I think I feel like I've I've either seen that one or seen parts of it, but yeah, like this, it's like clearly they just like they had access to this one carousel and somebody's house, and they had like one carousel unicorn, and so like a lot of the movie just takes place at this like a house party, and um, yeah, the like the, there's like a running gags of like like there's a pizza guy who shows up and. Like the the main girl starts hitting on him, and he just he doesn't want anything to do with it. He just wants to get paid for the pizza, and they just they rope him into all these dumb party games. But he doesn't he he never gets paid for the pizza, and um, and like the the killer unicorn shows up, and they end up bringing it into the party, and it gets drunk, and then one of the girls wants to fuck it, and but then she feels bad about it after and then it stomps her to death and it goes and kills everyone um oh my god yeah like there's it, it it's a dumb movie but it was fun um, it, it was free okay, on amazon here's, Prime. Here, here's a note to all the ladies listening um if you plan to pay a pizza man in blowjobs uh make sure you have cash as backup because they don't all accept them mm, yeah some of them are professionals yeah. <laughs> Some of them don't want your filthy mouth on their Italian sausage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the second worst joke I made today. Mm. Um uh, where do we <laughs> where the fuck do we go from? Um, um should we eat more of these sugar free gummy bears? I mean it can't be so bad the second time. Uh, well, yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have to be immune by now. Pretty sure that's how it works. Um, um, I I know I should have just went with your joke, but mm. 
Um, but you really want to save I, those gummy I'm, bears for Halloween so you can give them to anybody who comes to your house. I, I want. <laughs> you, when they say trick or treat, you can give them both. <laughs> yeah, just give them to all the little shit kids who run around. Yep. <laughs> and they'll just be shooting their pants just, for days. Just, just give give it to the kids in like onesies where it would be really hard to take off the costume. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm the White Ranger. Well, you'll be the Brown Ranger soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see one in a Chewbacca costume, it's like, oh, you're prepared for these. <laughs> Uh, smells like a walking shitty carpet. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, I, I think that's a good place to stop because it's it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. Just like our shit. That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>